Hello and welcome to another episode of Corgi Town USA. I am Candy, owner of Corgi Town USA. In my lap is Chuckles, and next to me, hi everybody. I'm Cat with my sexy voice today because allergies have me coughing. Whatever, you're smoking. I wish. <laughs> you wish you had an excuse. <laughs> I wish I had an excuse. I really do. Poor air quality. But yeah, that that helps too. The poor air quality. But uh, so, um, write in the comments below if you think that. You know, the voice is super sexy or not. If you like it, we'll just make her scream a lot. So she's like that permanently. You know, and I do scream a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm an Italian woman from New York. Do you know low volume? No. <laughs> Much like a corgi. Much like a corgi. <laughs> I do not low, low volume. So we've got a good show today. We do. And we're already digressing before we get started. Know, so right? if you're new here, hi. Hi. Welcome. We have a new episode every week all about the corgi lifestyle and all about pet parenting, um, health of our pets, traveling, etc. Corgi centric, but really for all parents out there. In my lapish chuckles, our spokes corg. We also have in studio Digby the Doof, part of the corgi committee. Booger, Hammer, and Chuck, uh, Mortimer Barnabas. Mortimer Barnabas. Yeah, we, Chuck already Chuck Mortimer. <laughs> we already mentioned Chuckles. He don't yeah. get he don't get no two mentions. Sure he does. He's books cork. Anyhow, we do have a good show today. Uh, uh, to your point, I wanted to do an episode on cart fitment guide um, yes. for dog wheelchairs. Yes, that's super important. And and I was with you and our guest uh, when we were fitting Hammer. Yes, and there's the last a time. lot to do there is it, there's yep. a lot to it um yes but i don't want anybody to get overwhelmed no so but i have a dm corgi has degenerative myelopathy and that is just one of the conditions that sometimes warrant a wheelchair um corgis specifically are it's very prevalent dm is very prevalent in the corgi breed as we've talked about on the show but so is ivdd which is um inter intervertebral disc disease which is a co yes. collection of ailments that affect the spine and also affect mobility um there are also uh, just a, unfortunately a wide number of things out there that can make your dog need to have wheeled assistance it, that's and uh, you know i notice now even on um dog food commercials they have a wheelchair assist dog oh, on fun. the commercials well, I'm glad we're representing our yes. handy capable pets. That's right. So we're going to bring on Tani Beckman. She runs Shade Out DM, uh, which here at Quirky Town USA, if you're familiar, we're big supporters of. Um, they've helped us a lot with Hammer, but we're also uh, very glad to be a part and support where we can. Moreover, uh, Tani also runs another entity called Casey's Cruisers. And this is in memory of her dear sweet Casey, who is a DM warrior. But they run a cart program. And Tani is, I mean, really kind of a genius with these carts. Oh, yeah, she is. So it's let's bring crazy. her on. Yep, let's bring her on. Welcome back, lady. Hello. Hello. Uh, I think uh, genius is quite far from the truth. but <laughs> Hey, I, you know. I watched you, and and it took a while uh, to figure out the right cart and the right height and the right length and all those things. Um, and we were doing it under really weird circumstances. So before our audience gets overwhelmed, um, we we didn't we just sort of met halfway between where Tawny lives and where we were coming into California to do 
um, the, the nationals, the nationals, the corgi nationals. Okay. I was like, what weird circumstances are you? My whole life is a weird circumstance. <laughs> it was, you know, so we were kind of on the side of the road, off the, you know, off to the side, on the side of the road. Um, <laughs> you know, busy, busy other corgis all trying to, you know, vie for attention. And you are just genius with that. And Hammer is doing amazing with his wheelchair. Yeah. This latest fitment he is. So let's get into that. Let's yes. let's talk about what that is. Um, so Tony, if you'd be so kind to tell us, and for those listening, we are going to have this episode up on YouTube as well per usual, but we're going to do a little bit of show and tell with Tani so she can kind of show the camera um, sort of what she's talking about as she's describing a yes. couple of different, like maybe the most common type of carts. Tani? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, people reach out to us for different things, like you mentioned. Um, for us, DM is most common because that's where people know us from. But a lot of other uh, dogs we've done, um, you know, front wheel carts and um, amputees, um, they have uh, certain different attachments for the different parts. And, you know, first things first, I, I have to start off with. Uh, we really should probably clarify how important it is to have your dog, you know, read your dog. And so if, if they are afraid, then you don't push it right away, you know? Um, so, yeah, the first question I ask people is, like, um, is your dog used to wearing things like clothes or harnesses or anything like that? Because that could, you know... Put it, strapping something onto them if they're not used to that is is intimidating to them. This is it's not normal. Um, so you would start with you know a lot of times uh, I've had people say oh no uh, we don't we, he doesn't even wear a collar and um, so I said well uh, you're gonna want to start by you know try like putting a, a shirt or a you know something on them you know a sweatshirt or something to see like you know let them get used to wearing something see how they do with that before we go further in this process you know um the other thing yeah yeah the other thing is is uh we ask that they uh, get the support of their veterinarian you know because you definitely don't want to uh if your vet advises against it um, you want to have the support of your veterinarian and if you don't um then you need to look into like why the vet is not in support of your dog being in wheels you know yeah. if if it's painful for the dog uh you definitely don't want to put them into wheels of if course. it's if it's an injury or something that could be repaired we'd absolutely love to see the dog get what he needs to uh be repaired you know um and not just Covered up by sticking them in wheels and not uh, not addressing the initial problems. Does that make sense? So absolutely. So, yeah. And we want to we want to proceed with. Uh, we have faith in you, dear audience member, viewer, listener, in that most of us have probably seen our vet. But one of the things, and we've talked about this before in the support group, not all vet practices are very familiar with the carts. They, may, they might be um, marginally familiar as well. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, so we're, just, yeah. we're just offering another resource yes. um, to be helpful. Yes. Well, right. And, and, you know, on that note, um, when I first, when Casey first, before we knew it was DM, um, we, I, I actually built her the first three carts um, uh, because my husband was like, Hey, we're not gonna, I'm not spending $500 on a dog wheelchair. That's crazy. You know, yeah. and that's actually how we got into this. 
And so when I did, um, and it worked out really great um, until she broke one and I couldn't get the right angle right for her. And so it's really important that the, it's kind of like a pair of jeans, you know, you can just go get your size. It doesn't necessarily, it's going to be the right cut and the right fit. And so wheelchairs make a big difference. And, yeah. and so yeah. that's where we'll circle back around. But when I did take her to uh, the vet, our vet had retired. He didn't, uh, that was before DM or anything. And so we kind of, trying to find another vet at the time. And I can't tell you how many vets we went to with her wheels and they were very intimidated by that. Like they didn't know what to do with us. Oh, well you could, oh. you could just go sit over here. We'll find somebody that can come to you. And I'm like, no, she's good. She can ride her wheels. She's good. You know? Um, but they were very intimidated by that. Now that you, now that you mentioned that <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is all, everything we do here is informational. We've had some different professionals, including veterinary uh, professionals on the show. This is additional information. And Tani, you know, you know about these things. So we're glad to have you here. Um, but I would love to start talking on if you can kind of explain to us maybe the most common types of carts that are out there that you see mostly in the market and tell us kind of how they go on the dog, how they work. Yeah, so there's there's several different cart companies out there. And like I mentioned, it, it's most important that you get the right fit for your dog. So you don't uh, like one, they all have different attributes, right? And so this particular one that I have in my in my lap right here is a walk-in wheels cart. I don't know if you can see it. Um, and and this one is very very uh, sturdy and and very uh, common. Um, there there are just several different brands, and we'll go through a couple of them. But but the reason that this one we use a lot in our um, loaner cart program is because it's very adjustable. Um, so if, if they don't, you know, if you have trouble taking the measurements or your dog's not able to stand or not real thrilled with the measurement process, um, then your measurements, if they're off a little bit, there are ways to adjust this part, uh, very easily to different sizes. So it's more universal. Um, this one, though, does have a harness, so if the dog is, I'm trying to see it and do it at the same time, um, that clips on here, um, that it just snaps on, and so you can put the harness on the dog without the car at first, so they can get used to wearing just just the harness, if I could get it off of him. There so we go. If, you are, if you are listening and not yeah. viewing, this, these carts are like they have struts on the side and then struts that connect to wheels and everything on it is adjustable. The way it fits onto the dog is a separate harness and that's what Tani's showing us on camera. Right, right. So this is the cart, and sorry, it's backwards on the on the camera. <laughs> so, but this is the cart, this is this is a type of cart and the, this is a rear wheel cart and the dog just sits in the, um, the saddle we call it the leg the leg rings and um and off he goes it just runs right along with the with the rear wheel cart and that would be for like a rear injury um and then i have another one over here some dogs don't prefer the harness um and they don't like that confined feeling as much and they do better um with a 
Eddie's Wells part. So this is an Eddie's Wells part, which I'm still too close to the camera, I think. No, <laughs> um, and this one is uh, like the catalog of cards, but it is custom made. So it, it, your measurements need to be spot on to be able to have this, uh, us be able to match a cart with your pup. So that's kind of part of this is, is the, um, we have a loaner cart program that provides carts to pups. The carts are already made, so it's often very difficult to get the exact measurement if you're wanting an Eddie's Wheels cart because they are custom made to the dog. So we have a little room for adjustment in height, but not width, you know, and there's there's different things we can do with this cart, but it's they're both, they're all great carts. I have one more over here, that, and that one's also a rear wheel cart. And then I have this other one here. Um, these are the three main most popular brands we use. Um, and this is a canine cart, and I have a mini size here. Um, and this is also a very popular cart that works with dogs. They don't, uh, this one has a little um, thing up front here it, rather than a harness. So this, you, you put the dog in and clip this around them. And uh, this car is very helpful for dogs that are, um, I have found, dogs that are a little finer boned or something, you know, very small. It, like it comes in all sizes. Canine cart comes in all sizes also, and it's a great company. But I found that this, um, you know, the finer dogs, uh, it's very, very lightweight, this one. And so it is very... Um, well taken to with with dogs that are a little bit more tentative with the idea, you know. Probably and I must have like resistance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I will find that um, I will say that uh, all the carts you never want to leave your dog in them for really long periods of time. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people will come to me and they'll think, oh, I'm just going to get them wheels, pop them in and then leave them all day. And that's not the case at all. You need to supervise them. They need to be supervised probably not more than an hour at a time, you know, and and it, it's meant to be an assistance tool, not a replacement tool. <laughs> it is uh, that counterbalance works as a really cool thing. And that when the uh, usually I say specifically DM because we know that disease is, has a progression to it. And so it, it basically makes it so that you can engage the counterbalance. We really see a significant difference in the larger dogs because um, we can tilt the wheels forward, which then takes the weight off of the front end for the dogs, if that makes sense. So, um, and, and, you know, not all carts are designed for that, um, but the walk-in wheels, uh, well, with the Handicap Pets is the brand, actually. Um, their carts are all made that we can engage that uh, with a, a few different adjustments with the screwdriver and changing the angle. Even in the Corgi carts has that ability now. Um, so that is a really cool thing. So when you put the uh, wheels forward, it lifts the front um, and helps kind of engage like a helps take the weight off the front so there's not as much pressure on the front end and there's not pressure in the front end in the beginning when the dog is stronger and holding themselves together but as their um core t tends to weaken and the disease moves up the spine and um, it 
they become more weak in the front end and, and less able to support themselves. So that would lead us to, uh, then we have the quad carts or the front wheel attachments that we can add to certain carts. And uh, like, like I said, some of the carts have a ability to add the front wheels very easily. Some of them we order replacement carts or I'll just send you a new cart that would be better, meet your needs better, meet your pup's needs better. Okay, thank you for that rundown. So I, I, I do wanna ask, and I know that you sort of get the barrage running the loaner cart program, but if you were maybe make it succinct to two to three, um, what are your most common questions or inquiries you get about these carts, how they're fitting and how are the dogs using them? How the dogs are using them? Well, I think uh, a lot of the times uh, the pups do start off going backwards. That's a normal thing. Um, and so, <laughs> The cat's laughing. Um, they do start because, okay, so I'm a horse trainer. And so for me, uh, like, it's just kind of natural to understand how the dog uses themselves. And I'm still too close to the camera. But if you imagine most dogs, uh, you, you know, you think about running and they immediately just engage their hind end and that is their pushing power. Now that they're in wheels, they have to learn how to use their pulling power with their front end instead. And so, of course, they're going to get in wheels and then push off their front feet, which will cause them to go backwards. And so that is something that uh, it's pretty common. People say, oh, we're trying it, but all he does is go backwards. And um, so I like to ask them to send me pictures and videos um, from the dog's level you know so if you can do it from here not not a uh, shoot a picture straight down although that does help too but but mostly like from directly in front of you know from the dog's level i can then see if the car is angled right or if it's the right adjustment if it it should be about like at the point of shoulder it shouldn't be way up in front or way behind you know things like that that you know so first things first we you know, like with a horse with our tack, we need to make sure that the saddle is the proper fit or it's going to cause injuries. And the main uh, thing that I see is, is people don't want to tighten the harness up enough. So it sits back here behind the shoulder blades and that could cause more injury to them um, pressing behind the spine, you know. So we, we want this uh, harness to be shortened up in front and, and snug, a snug glove fit, you know, kind of thing. And then they can support the, the weight of the cart when it goes into the little clips here. Um, so that leads to them going backwards. Um, another thing I like to ask people is to be sure to make it encouraging, make it fun. You know, your dog reads off of you. So if you're like, oh, this isn't going to work out very well, he's going to go, you're darn right, that's not going to work out very well. It's kind of like I like to think it as um, getting a horse in a horse trailer. You can't manhandle a horse. You can't force them at a 1,000 pounds. You can't force them to get on the horse trailer. So you're better off saying, hey, like, here's a really good idea. I'd really like it. Would you like to get on the horse trailer? Because there's hay and food and snacks in there. And normally when you present it that way, they go, oh, yeah, let me have that bucket. And they climb right in to get the bucket, right? Um, it's kind of the same thing with dogs in that you're like, hey, 
I've got something, a tool right here that's going to give you your freedom back and you can run with them and everything and you can make it a great thing. And uh, so recently, actually, um, I went down and helped uh, fit a German Shepherd to wheels. 100 and I think she said he's 115 pounds or something like that. Big, giant German Shepherd. And uh, he took to it so well. Uh, this is a... a a horse person also and so um he at first was like what is this and right away as soon as we said no that's really good you got this and we clipped him in and hold on here you go and and <laughs> placed his haunches into the cart and got it clipped on which is kind of hard to do when you're holding up a uh, hundred and five pounds or whatever um clipped on and he uh immediately was like oh i've got this all figured out and he took chairs and coffee table on his way. <laughs> we didn't think he'd take off to it. So we didn't move all the, all the stuff out of his way fast enough. Um, but man, he figured it out right away. So it's all, I think a lot of it is in the presentation of like, this could be a really good thing yeah. and reward with your happy voice. Right. <laughs> and we talk being a dog trainer, you're a horse trainer, but being a dog trainer, I tell everyone anything that you teach anything that you want to train your dog to do including things like accepting a wheelchair it has to be worth it to your dog and to your point sometimes that oh, i haven't had mobility in a while now i can move sweet but sometimes that's not enough sometimes it's a scary experience because they've gotten comfortable in their new normal so it whatever it is we have to make it worth it to them and that's it anything yeah. yep no. Yeah, yeah. And and so like back on that note, they'll say, well, yeah, he's in it and he's not worried, but he won't walk in it. And so I feel like, you know, a lot of times I'll suggest like, well, take him to a park, take him where there's new smells, you know, don't keep trying to force them to walk right off the bat. You know, they have to decide they want to. Um, so it can be a positive thing. So sure enough, load him in the car, go to the park and they're like, off like they don't even notice it's there anymore so they really do enjoy uh the wheels then and and um so on that note casey uh like i added the front wheels for her pretty prematurely everyone thought but um that's where i wanted to point out you guys all everyone needs to do what's best for their own dog um, and only really you know what's best for your dog. Like, is he capable of, of doing things or is he needing to do things? And when I first, uh, Casey kept tripping with her front feet and bonking her little chin, um, and she didn't like that. And so I actually had taken and put the uh, leash on the cart um, and was holding it up for her as we were walking she wouldn't walk unless I held and she, she felt the tension on the leash to catch her if she was going to fall. So at that time I decided, well, I'm going to add the front wheels and, and uh, people said, Oh no, you're way too early for that. And um, sure enough, I put her back in and she took off running again on her own because she felt, you know, she had the support, you know, so she felt secure again and that's all she needed. So it depends on the dog. You really need to, to read your, your dog. And I think it's I think it's parents and working with a with a vet or a trainer that is familiar. 
a vet or a trainer that is familiar with the wheels and familiar with your dog is going to help tremendously. And, you know, like anything, you know, your dog better, you know, your cat better, you know, your kids better. You, you're the one who knows. So, you know, pay attention, absolutely pay attention. And I like the idea of taking the dog to, you know, a park or a, you know, some, someplace else rather than their own backyard, because let's face it, there's so much smell mail for them to go and open <laughs> that they take off and, and that's their main thing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it's so good for their mental status. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I want to touch on, and I learned this from you, Tani, about uh, with degenerative myelopathy and specifically our journey with Hammer is he's one thing I've learned is that their body changes throughout the process specifically for his condition. So the cart that he had eight months ago wasn't working. We had to no. change some things and make adjustments and try new ones. Um, so I want to talk about, again, this is specific to DM and other uh, degenerative type conditions. When would you say is the best time for adding front wheels? Because I've noticed that hammers, you know, he's, he's getting weaker in the front now and he's got a little tippy tappy when he's trying to, he's not stable enough to hold himself steady anymore. Right. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. You absolutely have to constantly keep adjusting the wheels. It's not a set it and forget it as their body changes. It needs to be adjusted. And uh, that original car uh, that you had didn't have the ability to engage the counterbalance. That's why we changed to a different one that was going to help take the weight off the front or hammer. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, each dog, it really just depends on what, works for them and so it, you have to kind of keep playing with it and and tweaking things you also have to consider the terrain and uh you know that he normally goes on and um you know so if you have like paved area where it usually works out pretty well but those people that have only grass or only gravel um your your options are limited and, and then like with casey uh we did a regiment where we went down and, and did um rehab uh, hydrotherapy at a rehab facility uh, on Tuesdays and then, you know, and Thursdays, and it was an hour, well, more than an hour away. And so we would go down on, on Tuesday and then stay at an RV park for uh, two nights, you know, and then come home. And that was all gravel. And so I had to carry her and the car and the everything over to where there was a paved area. Spencer, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's got input. He's like, yeah, and I had to walk on the gravel wall by myself, and you carried everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where did I be carried? Yeah. So, so for me, the the wagon was my solution because I could put her, the cart, the stuff in the wagon and carry him, so he wasn't having to uh, walk in it because it was really prickly gravel it was hard you know it wasn't like smooth gravel you know right. and so um anyway but we we'd go out of the park the rv park and find the sidewalk along which was a very nice trail you know but it took a little bit to get to there so um you do need to consider the terrain you need to consider uh, the temperature uh which we're dealing with all the time in arizona right now and um well and i'm glad you brought that up because a lot of our, we have, you know, 
listeners and viewers all over the world. Um, Places like the American Southwest, you do have uneven terrain. Uh, California has entire neighborhoods that are, their two-story neighbors are looking in the the yards of their one stories and vice versa. And Arizona, we have a lot of rock, we have a lot of dirt. And for anyone listening that you're wondering, how am I going to get my dog? One thing I did, if this is helpful to anyone, is I took, I sectioned off a piece of my yard and landscaping can be expensive. So what I did is I took that portion of yard and I raked away all of that gravel and took a shovel and then I took a patch of faux grass and I literally nailed it into the earth and uh, scooted the rocks around where it's framed and that's Hammer's little area. That's where he goes and he's able to roll around on his wheels pretty well there. And we talk a little bit about booties and things, not only for temperature on pavement, which if you all caught that episode, we did do a summer safety and your corgi. Yeah. This same season. here? Yes. It, well, it's hot everywhere right now. We're yes. under a heat dome um, with global warming and everything. But regardless, uh, the booties also help, or booties or shoes, uh, with different terrains because a lot of the times you don't have the strength in those limbs and they need something to protect the skin and their paw pads. And the faux grass, Hammer hasn't really needed that. He's not going very fast. He kind of trots around on it. But anytime we go for walks in the cart, he definitely needs it. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't don't want to keep you all night, Tani. I know we can talk about this uh, for hours and hours. But I wanted to uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to come and tell us about this. And I just wanted to give a rundown, uh, viewer, listener, if you or a friend or family member is dealing with a dog that's handicapped, and uh, we're starting to introduce things like wheelchairs. We wanted to bring this to you. Uh, These are kind of what we covered with sort of the more common carts that are around, ways to adjust them, how they fit on the dog. Is there anything that you're having trouble with? You can't stop your dog from going backwards. You can't get them um, happy in the cart. What is it that you need? Drop it in the comments of this episode. Uh, We will do our best to get back with you. Maybe we can give you some tips, but we hope that this helps you. And Tony, I'm just going to recap on the takeaways. So um, we have several different versions of carts, and some are better for other conditions than others. If it's degenerative or if it's something that's just to support the back, they fit in different ways via harness. Some are adjustable, some are less adjustable and more steadfast. Also different weights because of that, because of how they're structured. And also make it fun and happy for your dog to make it a good experience. Does that cover kind of our main points, I think? Absolutely. And uh, the the main thing overall is we do it because we want to give our our dog, our horse, our dog uh, happiness and freedom. And so, like, if it's not going well, reach out for help. What well, we're happy to help give you more tips or things to try. Memory, but to just make a donation in the name of their beautiful, beautiful fur baby. Where would they do that? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, Yeah, actually, we do have, that is how our program really is. Uh, Most of the carts are in our donations that people want to see their wheels go on to continuing to help other pups, you know, and it's just a beautiful thing of a very sad memory um, or about very sad time. But to, to be able to help others is, is really that kind of feel good feeling to, and they're so, so grateful. So yeah, we do accept um, for our donations. We're very grateful for anybody that, and we also understand if you're not able to do that, you need to hang on to it. You know, 
Casey was still here when I sent back the first uh, set of wheels that uh, I borrowed and hers broke. And uh, that was hard for me to send them back, even though she was right here in my lap, you know, at the time. And so uh, I just, that's actually how it started is, is we wanted to help others and, and be able to help other dogs. So yeah, the majority of our, uh, the, of the cards that we have have been donated by other people. And, and um, it's just, we're just grateful. We, we, every time they come back, we go through and make sure that uh, they, you know, are repaired or any pieces that were broken. That's kind of something else that I probably should mention is when we loan out cards, uh, we don't charge rent. We actually ask for a $50 deposit that uh, you get back when you return the cart with all the pieces. So if in case we need to replace a harness or, you know, some parts we have that we remove, deduct that from the deductible or from the deposit. <laughs> Sorry, I've been dealing with insurance for my car. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we, we uh, are happy to give that $50 deposit back to the people. And then we ask that you pay the shipping both ways and we ship all over the US. We, we've tried shipping to Canada a few times and um, while well, we're happy to do that, what we found is not only is the customs fees a lot, but um, the cart doesn't get there quickly enough, really, for your pup. So okay. that, we, we, we're working to have um, other people in Shade Out DM be able to offer the program in the different countries that people are in. But um, most of the shipping is just here within the U.S. And we're happy to have uh, people be able to pay it forward and, and make their cart be able to help many, many more dogs. So not and just... And Kat had asked where. So um, if you oh. can tell everybody about the Casey's Cruisers website, and we will drop that link down in the description box as well. Yeah, yeah. So so shadeoutdm.com or .org. And it, it, at the bottom is a little tab for Casey's Cruisers. And that tells you all about the program. And there's even a spot down on there at the bottom where if you have a cart you'd like to donate, you can submit the form there. So. Yeah, it's all it's all on there. Thank you for asking, and thank you guys again for having us um, on here. We most important thing is to help the pups and and get them what they need, and um, we're just so grateful to see pup and owners be able to have um, more time together, more quality time together. Exactly. Yeah. Keep doing those doggy fun adventures. And that's why I wanted to do this episode is because um, we know these questions are common, but yeah. these concerns are common. So I wanted to get this out there to hopefully help some people dealing with it that are like, how do I, where do I, how do I do this? Indeed. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you both so much because it, it is so important. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, please give Spencer and Layla some belly rubs for being good boys and girls. And thank you so much again for everything. And we will drop the website in the description box. Tony, have a great night. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, we hope this helped you. Yes. I know I've been on um, quite the journey with with Hammer's carts and getting the right fitment and um, just grateful to have Tawny as a resource because yeah. I was just as lost as anybody else when I started doing it, uh, wondering and, why he's going backwards and why he's not fitting correctly and, and all these types of things. It's very much a, a process. And she has that information and, and makes and makes all that information available. Yes. So readily and, and with such heart. 
So she's just a wonderful person. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And we're so grateful. So please, if you do have questions about a cart, if you're facing maybe that you need one or that you have one and you're trying to uh, figure out how to get it fit correctly or your dog's not taking to it, um, please drop the comments uh, down below and we will do our best to try to address those and see if we can kind of get you some tips or um, send you to the right place so that we can help you on your journey. And thank you so much for joining us. We're here for you every Thursday, all things Corgi and Paw Rent Lifestyle. We'll see you next week from Candy Chuckles, the Corgi Committee. And Kat and Digby. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.